Give him some praise. Come on, give him some praise. Let's put them together for Jesus tonight. The joy, amen, that he has given to us. We all stand in honor of the man of the Lord here tonight. We're so blessed, amen, to have Brother Phillips to come and to minister and to preach and to exhort, encourage, and give direction, amen, to us. Living in a world, amen, it's full of chaos. It's full of a lot of uncertainty, uh, ideas, opinions, and things of this nature. But thank God for his word. Thank God for the men of God. That's willing to step into a pulpit and not let positions or anything in the spiritual realms or in the physical realms to intimidate them. But they'll come to preach the gospel, the good tidings, the good news. This is what sets us free. This is what keeps us in that, that place of liberty. A man is having an ear to hear the word of God, praying of an understanding, and then to obey it, to obey it. I want to obey the word of God in this world we're living. It's too many, it's too much roller coastering. A man, that it's not God's will. A man, this, he, he, he come and took the crooked places out, the rough places, made us smooth, the high places low, low places high, and he smoothed it for us. Amen. So you know what? Let's just stay with it. But love this good man. Appreciate him. Very, very busy. But he has taken out some time to come and preach to us and help us along this journey. Amen. And so we're just thankful he's here. Let's give him another good Ben Dale welcome to this pulpit again tonight. God bless you, Brother Philip. Love you, man. Appreciate you. I'll give that to the Lord tonight and magnify him. Exalt his holy name. Come on, somebody bless the name of Jesus. Bless the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I love you, Lord. Amen. If you have your Bibles tonight, then we're going to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 16. And uh, we will begin reading in verse 13. While you're turning there, I want to say again what an honor and privilege it is to be here tonight. And uh, I am so thankful to be connected to this church. And I covet your prayers. we got church tomorrow night. And we're going to have Holy Ghost Church tomorrow night. I'm just going to tell you, this Holy Ghost stuff, it gets better and better. And so if you're here tonight, you say, well, I, you know, I don't know about this. Well, just come back tomorrow night. It'll be better tomorrow night. And then if you don't like it tomorrow night, well, just come back Sunday because it'll be better Sunday. If you don't like it Sunday morning, come back Sunday night because that's just the way God works. He always just gets better and better and better and better. And uh, I'm so thankful to be a part of his kingdom. Amen. Amen. I give honor tonight to Brother Moore. Again, I covet your prayers. I'm just going to be going back out to the land of fruits and nuts coming Saturday in uh, California for those... <laughs> And uh, so be praying for me that God will give us revival over there. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13, Paul in his first letter, however this is, his last instructions given to the first letter of Corinth, he writes these words, Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit you like men, be strong. Let all your things be done with charity. I beseech you, brethren, and in parentheses, he says, you know, the house of Stephanus, that is the first fruits of Achaia, 
and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. Everyone say addicted. And verse 16, he writes that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth with us and laboreth. And so he gives them an example of someone that they know very well. He speaks of a man in the church by the name of Stephanus. And he tells them, I want you to submit yourself to the same life that Stephanus has addicted himself to. With that being said, I want to preach tonight with just a simple thought, lessons learned from Stephanus. Lessons learned from Stephanus. Would you help me right now by lifting your hands to heaven and asking God to help us in this place. God, we love you. We thank you, Jesus, because you're so good to your people. God, you never fail. You never come up short. But you are consistently making a way where there is no way. I'm asking you, God, right now to let the power of the Holy Ghost flow through this house. God, from the left to the right and front to back, let there be power. Let there be authority. Let the dominion of the Holy Ghost flow through this house. Fill somebody. Change somebody. Challenge us tonight. In the name of Jesus, we pray. In Jesus' mighty name, would you clap your hands and give that name some praise tonight? For truly it is a name above every other name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, come on, I think we can do a little bit better than that. God, you sure been good to me today. Woo, I praise you, Lord. I give you thanks. I give you glory. I give you honor. Praises be unto the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. You may be seated in the fear of the Lord. I will promise you tonight, this isn't going to be a 747. This is going to be like a bell 207. We're just going to go up and back down real quick. Hallelujah. For those of you who don't know, that's a helicopter and an airplane. So, amen. Those of you that worked offshore know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Here is the popular setting that of a truth most men bring their attention when thinking about the most popular Pauline writings. It is the book of Corinthians that Paul is probably most quoted out of. Uh, they, they make t-shirts out of the book of Corinthians. You know, love never fails. Make coffee cups and things of that sort that come from chapter 13 where Paul is teaching that love beareth all things, believeth all things, and endureth all things. And so as he is teaching through that and he is telling us how to live for God with charity, it is here again in chapter 16 that he reminds us to live in charity. And when you think of a way, of a place that, that I, and again, I think sometimes we kind of take Paul out of context because in reality, we only quote that one chapter out of 1 Corinthians. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. That's about all everybody knows about Paul. But, but Paul would be a man that, that would write and set the church straight. You have to understand who the Corinth church is. They, they are the ones that make Paul pull his hair out. 
They are the one. I mean, you got to understand where, where Paul's coming from in Corinth. He, he was there for 16 months before he ever won one convert. Now, I'm talking about a man that they would cha change his guard every 30 to 45 minutes when he was in a prison cell. Because, Brother Ford, they say that Paul could convert a man in half an hour. And so every half an hour they had to change the guard because this man sitting in a prison cell, he, he could convert someone to Christianity because he, he not only understood the law of the Jews, but he understood the law of the Romans. And he was, he tells us in the book of Philippians chapter 3, he was a Pharisee. Pharisee among Pharisees, circumcised of the eighth day, concerning the law, he was blameless. This guy, Paul, is writing to this church, and, and this man that has so much dominion and authority and power in his voice and power in the spirit, yet he goes to Corinth and it takes him 16 months to win one person. I, I, I say that's. That doesn't sound like that's that big of a deal. This is Paul we're talking about. That's a big deal. This is a city that is so full of a perverse lifestyle that even at the church, now I'll let you adults fill in the blanks, but even at the church there are perverted causes that take place right on the steps of the church, out in the open where everyone can see this is the city that he's writing to a church in, in this city. You think of the letters written here. You understand this is a wicked city. This is a perverted city. And men have been raised. Women have been raised. And they are addicted to immorality. They are uh, called up in worship to false gods. And you can read through the word of God and find where they are involved in sorcery and all other kinds of ungodly things and now I want you to understand the writings of the book of, of the book of Corinthians as he's writing to people that were brought up in that world and now they are in the church. Now we, we read about them in the church and we understand that 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 they have a lot of stuff out of line. And, and I'll let your pastor take the time to explain all of that to you. I won't go down that rabbit trail tonight because we'll be here all night talking about it. But They've got a lot of stuff that is biblically out of line. I'm going to preach here in a minute. Y'all just hang with me for a minute. And, and, and so when, when these people have all this stuff out of line and they, they're so, for lack of a better term, miscombobulated. I can say that in the South. Y'all understand what that means. They don't understand that nowhere else. They're dysfunctional. They're cattywampus, Brother Ford. They're messed up. And that's in the church. Just. Take a minute and let your imagination run wild and imagine what Paul had to deal with, with when these people weren't in the church. Imagine what they were like as new converts before they understood that you can't smoke on the front row. You can't drink behind the pulpit. You're laughing, but this is the kind of people he was dealing with. You, you, you can't bring that kind of uh, idolatry into the house of God. 
You can't do all of that. And that's what Paul is dealing with and with these people as they are new converts. And he, he begins to tell us in, in, in modern terms, they are the bar hoppers. They're the alcoholics. They're the brawlers. They're the adulterers. They're the addicts of every kind. And they, they're, they're addicted to drugs. They're, they're addicted to every kind of immorality that you can even imagine. And so I picture myself, just Paul, sitting in his prison cell and he's walking back backwards and forwards try to figure out how can I fix them because they're about to drive me crazy. These folks are a mess. And I preach to them and, and they're still messed up. And I tell them how to be saved and, and they're still twisted. Oh, you know people and I do too that it don't matter how much you preach to them. They come to church and they sit on the pews and yet they go right back to the same stuff. Well, I thought I was going to get some help now. We, we, we live in a world where people are comfortable coming into church and, and church has just become a place to where you get your conscience soothed a little bit. So I show up on Sunday and I might come again in two or three weeks and just it's a distance check just to see and make sure that God is still there. And so I'll go and I'll cry a little bit and I'll pray a little bit. Uh, but I'm, I'm going back to the world and I, I don't want to live for God. This, this is the kind of people that he was dealing with. These kind of people that were just coming to church to soothe their conscience. And so he begins to tell them about their brother Stephanus. He says the one that was the first fruits of Achaia. He says he has addicted himself to the ministry of the saints. And I beseech you or I beg you uh, that you submit yourselves unto such. Paul is writing to a bunch of folks that have grown up uh, as the wild bunch in the world. And now they are in the church and and they're the ones that are making Pastor Paul get up in the morning and say, be a pastor, they said. It'll be fun, they said. All you have to do is count money, they said. Boy, if you ain't never pastored. Woo-wee. All you got to do is just eat fried chicken and sit around and get up and scream at everybody and spit on the microphone a little bit. That's, that's all you got to do. Paul is, I can see Paul saying, you know what? All them elders that put this on me, they knew what they were doing. They sent Paul down here to Corinth. I, I can see Paul looking himself in the mirror saying, I don't know how much longer I can take this. And all of a sudden the light bulb goes off. And Paul begins to write to them, hey, you remember Stephanus? Be like Stephanus. Because now he finally gets a revelation there is a lesson here that we will get into as we preach tonight that Paul is finally getting he, he, the light bulbs going off and he's finally figuring out how he can fix these twisted and messed up people. They are addicted to sin and all of a sudden uh, Paul realizes that an addict will always be uh, an addict and so Paul writes to them uh, and he says basically I'm not trying to get you to stop being an addict. Uh, I just want to change what you're addicted to uh, and Paul is teaching and Paul is telling uh, and Paul is trying to rattle their cage and tell them instead of being addicted to sin if you'll get addicted to the church if you'll get addicted to praise if you'll get addicted to prayer meeting 
Oh, I feel like preaching this right now. I'm going to tell you something, honey. If your world is messed up and twisted, it's not because of your, it's a bad thing to be an addict. You're just addicted to the wrong thing because there was a man named Stephanus that when he came to church, he sat there like an addict on the front row. Paul tells us, he says, that guy, you need to be like him because when it's time to worship, Stephanus is addicted to worship and Stephanus will be the first one that'll get out in the aisle and begin to dance and give God praise. And so if you have a problem, honey, just get addicted to worship like Stephanus was addicted to worship. If you got... I'm going to tell you right now, I, I, I'll be honest with you, I, I, I have problems. I have situations just like you do. I have things that I have to deal with in my life uh, that sometimes are bigger than me. Uh, but Brother Moore, I'll be honest with you, I haven't found any of it uh, that a good shouting and dancing and stomping on the devil's head session I uh, can't deal with. Uh, I, I know you got problems tonight, uh, but I, I'm just here to challenge you. Uh, addict yourself to worship. Uh, I wish it'd be something inside of you uh, that's born on a Thursday night uh, that every time you go into the house of God, uh, there's something bubbling up uh, on the inside of you. Uh, I could cry, uh, I could complain, uh, but I'm going to the house of God uh, and I'm going to worship uh, because I'm addicted uh, to giving God glory. Paul said, that's it. We don't have to stop them from being addicts. We just got to get them changed over to where they understand on Monday night, rather than going out and hitting the club, why don't you go to the house of God and have a prayer meeting? I'm, I'm just going to tell you, this prayer and praise stuff works. I'm going to say it again. This prayer and praise stuff really does work. Say, well, how do you know it works? I'm here as a living witness, 30 years old, and I'm here to tell you I've had some dangers seen and unseen. I've had some days, I understand I'm young, but I've got a lot of miles on this 30 years. Over my 30 years, I've traveled across this country from East Coast to West Coast, once in a bus with my mom and dad, and once I got a little older, God called me to preach and to travel around the country, and I'm here to tell I've seen some stuff uh, that uh, men's own knowledge can't deal with. Uh, wisdom can't fix it. Uh, and counseling can't put it together. Uh, but if you pray about it uh, and you worship about it long enough, uh, I've watched God take stuff uh, that was broken, busted, uh, and disgusted. Uh, and when the prayer was made uh, and when praise was given, uh, all of a sudden, uh, the broken... Jesus, the broken stuff starts getting put back together again. Addict, I've come to tell you, you're in the right place. We don't want to stop you from being an addict. I just want to change what you're addicted to. If you'll try this prayer stuff, if you'll try praise, if you'll try talking in tongues, as the Spirit gives the utterance, it'll change everything.
you think for one moment that people are going to come out of the world and give up having a quote unquote good time for dead, dry, boring church. Honey, you have lost your mind. That's why there's people every week that are going to church. Oh, I'm fist to preach this. And as they go to church, they come in empty and they walk out empty. They come in needing a breakthrough and they walk out needing a breakthrough. You know what? You just ain't found the right stuff to get addicted to. One taste of this Holy Ghost. Hey, I, I, I'm going to tell you the truth. It, it doesn't make all your problems disappear. I don't know who started all that business, but that ain't the truth. Once you get the Holy Ghost, your problems don't disappear. But I'll tell you what it does do. It'll give you power to deal with your problem. And it'll give you joy in the middle of sorrow. God help me, Jesus. I wish I had a witness of somebody that says, I was depressed. I was oppressed. I was addicted to drugs and alcohol. But one hit of this Holy Ghost. One taste. That's what David was saying. Oh, taste and see that the Lord, he is good. I'm here to tell you, you need to try it. If you've never had it, just give it one shot. Like I said the other night, it's money back guarantee, baby. You just tried one time, and if you don't like the Holy Ghost, you never have to try it again. But can I tell you, I've never met anybody that got a taste of Jesus. I've never met I've never met anybody that got a taste of the Holy Ghost that wanted their money back. It's joy, joy, joy unspeakable, and it's full of glory. Somebody ought to give God praise right now. Somebody ought to just act like an addict. Why y'all acting like that? It's because I need another drink. It's because I need another touch. Why you acting like that, preacher? It's because I need another trip to the altar. I want to step up and get full all over again. I want another taste. Give me another hit of the Holy Ghost. Pastor Moore Stephanus is not just a man known in Corinth. He's a man that we have history with in our Bibles. Find in Acts chapter 16. There is a man that is there. You want to know what made Stephanus addicted to Holy Ghost Church? You want you want to know what brought Stephanus into this stuff? You want to know what made him say, I want what they got? Stephanus is a man sitting in a little room minding his own business. And all of a sudden, in cell block six, he hears somebody about midnight begin to pray. Ooh, I feel the Holy Ghost. And begin to sing. 
They've been beaten. They've been talked about. They've been put in stocks and put in bonds. But can I tell you that the devil made a mistake when he didn't cover their mouth. Because no, they couldn't clap their hands. And, and no, they couldn't run the aisles. But David said like this, let everything that have breath. You got to understand, can, can I just kind of piggyback off where we were last night? That these guys haven't had it the best, the best uh, in the last 24 hours. Again, they've been beat. Uh, they've been put in stocks and bonds. Uh, and now they're in prison. Uh, and they're awaiting their trial, which you can read your Bible. And it'll tell you quite possibly uh, it could be their detriment. Uh, but Paul and Silas, uh, sitting in a prison cell, uh, didn't start sucking their thumbs, honey. Uh, they didn't sit back uh, and say poor pitiful me they started praying and they started praising and somewhere about midnight the earth began to tremble the earth began to can I tell somebody right now that God is commissioning you to an about a midnight time kind of praise that I know it's not everything's not perfect and everything's not good but there's a Stephanus out there that is sitting in the jail cell next to you. He may be a jail keeper and he may be sitting with a sword in his hand thinking about committing suicide. Read your Bible. It's in there. He's thinking about taking his own life but can I tell you the only thing that's going to keep him is is if he sees somebody uh, sitting in a prison cell, uh, but they're still singing uh, and they're still praising. That's the atmosphere. How do we know that? Paul tells us who he is. He says he's the first fruits of a K.I. You go and do the study, you'll find who he's talking about. He's talking about that jailer there in Acts chapter 16. He knows why Paul and Silas are in jail. Paul and Silas are minding their own business. And for three days, there's this chick following them around. These be the men. I'm going to get in trouble right here, ain't I? That follow the most high God. I'm going to change that. I can already tell that. My crowd just got cold on me all of a sudden. These are the men of the most high God. This woman followed him around for three days till the Bible says that the apostle Paul was oppressed. He was grieved. The word the Bible uses. But transliterated, he was oppressed. The spirit had oppressed the prophet until he had enough. Paul said, you know what? I've been listening to you for three days. I ain't said nothing. I ain't want to start no trouble. I'm just here working miracles like God told me to work. And you won't keep your mouth shut. So come out of her, devil. And the Bible says, and immediately the spirit left her. And you would think people would be excited. But you see, here's the issue. She had masters. And the masters gained much money by her soothsaying. See, the issue wasn't that someone got delivered from a spirit. The issue was that someone got delivered from their control. You know what's funny to me? 
is nobody ever says anything to anybody that goes and spends $500 on a ball game ticket. Well, I'm finna preach. But let them go to church and put some money in the offering plate. And all of a sudden, everybody in your family wants to start. Why are you putting that money in there? Nobody said the first thing when you were drinking every night. Coming home drunk, acting a fool. Nobody said the first thing when you were spending your whole paycheck on drugs, getting high out of your mind, wrecking every vehicle everybody tried to help you get. Your credit was wrecked. Your life was wrecked. Your relationship was wrecked. And you want to know something? Those people want to keep you in that place because as long as you're in that place, they can control you. And so their issue with Paul is not because Paul set her free from a spirit. Paul set her free free from the ideologies of men that said because you're this way you'll always be this way but I've come to tell you tonight you don't have to be addicted to what people think about you I don't care if they never give you their approval again there's a cop God help me Jesus there's a God in heaven that when he looks down at you he's not worried about who your mama is who your daddy is what side of the tracks you live on all he's worried about is if you'll get addicted to this Holy Ghost stuff you'll come to this well and drink of this water you will never thirst again That is the atmosphere that Stephanus is born in. And you mean to tell me you actually might think that he'd come to church and sit there like a bump on a log after he literally watched the ground open up and shake because of praise and worship? I, I, I can see, oh, help me, Jesus. I'm about to meddle a little bit. I can see them people in the church you know, every church got that one or two. Well, I don't know. I don't think it takes all that. Stephanus, sat down. You ain't got to be so loud. And I'm just going to tell you, if I'd have been Stephanus, I'd have said, honey, I done seen what praise can do. I'm not talking about hypothetically. This man watched the earth Shake. And you really mean to tell me you think he came to church? Preach, preacher. I've been preaching here long enough. I, I'm, I'm myself, and so if y'all don't like me, it's fine. I'm, I'm here tomorrow night too. Just stay home. I'll just sit right here and hold my pew down. Yeah, but you always wondering why you ain't got a miracle. I'm just going to sit here and just be Patty Pentecostal. Honey, you need something to get a hold of you that'll shake you out of your prick. My God, I feel like preaching now. You, you need to understand what Stephanus understood. He got born into a kingdom that said it'll shake your world inside out. It'll turn you upside down. And it's not doing it with Patty Cake Church. Come on, you got to get a lesson from Stephanus. If you want people to be born into a fire, then you can't give them just a little bit of smoke and hope they'll be satisfied. This ain't no dead church. This ain't a twice. 
This ain't a burnover field. This is an apostolic, one God, Jesus name church. And it's full of life. And it's full of power. feel like staying right here for a minute you want to criticize you keep criticizing that's why your kids are still backslid you, 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 you want to talk about the preacher because he gets red in the face and make fun oh I know what I'm preaching to now make fun well you know he gets up there and gets to going he, he's a hundred mile an hour yeah you want to know why because he's seen the prison cell sake he He's seen things that maybe if you'd get off. Oh, Lord, help me, Jesus. I'm trying to be nice now, but I'm just feeling that old country boy come out in me. If, if you get off your pew and actually do something, you might see the same kind of stuff and figure out why he's acting the way he's acting. I don't, my God, I'm telling you, you can't come to church and sit there and expect the miraculous to happen. There's a lesson that Stephanus teaches us. I'm addicted. I want more. Because I was born in the more. Come here. I like picking on you. You're fun to pick on. You listen to me right now. If anybody ever tells you you need to stop running them aisles, unless it's that man right there, and I already know he ain't going to do it, don't you listen to them. Because I'm going to tell you what they are they're a demon from hell. Well, he's just a new convert. He'll learn better. Let me tell you something, honey. That used to be you before you got so full of pride. I, I, I don't know if this is on. I don't know if they're hearing me right now. I said that used to be you before you got so full of pride and got so perfect, honey. You ain't to let the, my God, uh, every now and again, you need to let the horses run uh, and just get out in the aisle uh, and say, there's a Stephanus here uh, and he needs to know this is a church. Uh, this is a place uh, where you can get help uh, and you can get victory. That's why on the day of Pentecost, they look at them say, man, these people are drunk. Let me tell you something. If you're worried about what people think, woo, let me just tell you something. Hey, about that, about that. You wouldn't worry about what they thought when you were in the world acting like a fool. Let me just go down this road for a minute. You, you didn't worry about what people thought about you when you got on Facebook and said what you did the night before. You did it with no shame. And now you don't want to check into the... Oh, help me, Jesus. Now you don't want to check into the church because you don't want people knowing you're there, honey. You need a fresh baptism of the joy of the Holy Ghost. And you need another lesson from Stephanus. I'm not ashamed to be called one of them. I'm sorry, Brother Moore. I, I may be too mean. I don't know. I'm, I just feel like preaching like a country boy would preach. I'm going to tell you. They showed up. They said, these folks are drunk. That's where I was at. Yeah. I'll tell you something. We have always been identified with drunkenness, craziness, 
wild. Jesus came. You know what they called him? They called him a wine bibber. Said he's he's nuts. Don't the forerunner, the prophet. Now hear me, the prophet that would come in the place of Elijah, Luke. I think it's chapter 1, verse 27 or something like that. He comes in the power and the spirit of Elijah. John the Baptist, the forerunner, declaring, prepare ye the way of the Lord. That guy. You know how strange he was? He come out of the desert. He's wearing, well, help me, Lord, how'd I get here? (sighs) A loincloth made from camel's hair eating grasshoppers and honey. Wouldn't you say that's a little bit different from the conception of this church? We've always been known as people that when they get in that flow, they're likened unto drunks. And you mean you want to change the original recipe? That 3,000 were one in one day? Well, I, I, I think, listen, I'm, I'm all for programs. I, I believe in programs. I believe in letting everything be done in decency and order. That's the whole purpose of First and Second Corinthians. He's setting things in order. I'm still preaching from there. I know it don't sound like it, but I am. Everything's got to be done in order. Well, I'm going to tell you what. When the Holy Ghost comes in, I don't care if it takes us 45 minutes and we sing the same song, but the Holy Ghost is moving, sing it again. Because I'm not interested in what people think about my program. I'm interested in being talked about. They're drunk down there. I don't know what they're doing. Peter stepped up and said, hey, guys, it's 9 o'clock in the morning. You can't drink enough Bud Light to get that drunk at 9 o'clock in the morning. We just got up three hours ago. These men, now notice, he didn't say they weren't drunk. I feel like, I know we got to go. Some of y'all got a roast in the crock pot and you're thinking, I wish this preacher would hurry up and shut up so I can get home. And, and I'm trying. But I'm addicted to this stuff. Brother Ford, just beat that drum. I'm preaching pretty good right now. I think that drum needs to be beat a little bit. I'm, I'm addicted to this stuff. These men are not drunk as he supposed. He never said they weren't drunk. He never said they weren't crazy. He never said they hadn't lost their mind. He, he said, look, guys, you're right, but they're not drunk the way you think they're drunk because we ain't had time to get that kind of drunk. But seeing how this is my God off of the Holy Ghost, uh, this is the prophecy uh, of the prophet Joel. Uh, in the last days, uh, I will pour out my spirit uh, upon all flesh, uh, and your sons uh, and your daughters shall prophesy, uh, and your your old 
old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall have visions and I will pour out my spirit upon the handmaidens Let me tell you what your problem is. It's been a long time since you've been to Joel's bar and just stepped up and said, give me everything you got, Joel. Uh, getting me drunk uh, until I can't walk. Uh, getting me slobber drunk, Holy Ghost. Uh, I don't want to know. Let me preach it like this. I'm, y'all, y'all better get up here. I'll preach another hour if you don't. I promise. You really don't want me to do that. I promise. <laughs> Because I, I, I only got about 25 minutes of good preaching. Then I start meddling. Then it gets real dangerous. But, but, but let me tell you something. Let, let me just tell you. People in the world. Any, any ex-alcoholics in here that can, 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 can tell me that I'm telling the truth? We got one back there. Hey, she ain't ashamed. That's why I'm ex-alcoholic. That's why I'm talking. There ain't nothing to be ashamed of. That's a testimony. God done brought me out. I'm not drunk like I used to get drunk. But but if if my readings I, I've never I've never drank alcohol one day in my life I'm thankful for it thank you Jesus I've been drunk a lot but not as you suppose and I ain't ever had a hangover one Ooh, thank you Jesus and I ain't ever got up my my banking account been five hundred dollars in the negative because I spent too much money at the bar and I, I ain't that yeah. I ain't that, well, help me, Jesus. I'm going to leave that alone. I'm just going to keep on preaching. Help Jacob just stay straight where you were going. Don't, don't, don't chase that rabbit. But, but you know what? why people drink? They drink to forget about their problems. Am I telling the truth? I got some ex-alcoholics in here. Amen to me, so I must be on it. They drink to forget about their problems. And guess what? Their problems always still there. Now again, I'm going to tell you, just because you got the Holy Ghost don't mean your problems disappear. But let me tell you this, you got a whole lot better chance of them working out with the Holy Ghost kind of drunk than you do sitting in a bar room getting that kind of drunk. Because I can guarantee you that getting drunk that kind of way just going to make them worse. But there's something about a Holy Ghost drunk. Well, help me, Lord. I said I was done, but I, I, I didn't really mean that. I lied. I'm sorry. You just keep playing. We'll, we'll get there eventually. There's something about a drunk. You always know who he is. Something about an addict. You can tell by the way they walk. Hey, this ain't no shade. I'm an addict too. I'm just addicted to different stuff. They don't walk the same. They don't talk the same. And they get everybody's attention. Whether they want to or not. And there's something about somebody that even though they're in a prison cell, but they start taking them a little sip of the same stuff that made them stumble out of an upper room into a street to where everybody in the city knew. Some may write. Can I tell you what it does? It gets God's attention. 
I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just to help you right now. Because there's some of us that we're just waiting on the Holy Ghost to just get a hold of us and grab us by the nap of the neck and shake us. And then throw us down. That ain't how this stuff happens. You, you, that, that's not how the Holy Ghost is going to do you. The Holy Ghost ain't just going to come grab you by the lobe of your ear and drag you to an altar and put your face down. And That ain't how it works. But if you make the first step, you know what I'm doing right now? I'm that one crazy person at the party that's looking at everybody that says they the... No, 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 no. You can't be the driver tonight, baby. You got to get some of this. You uh, Help me, Jesus. I, I'm, I'm trying to get you to taste this because I'm telling you, getting... This Holy Ghost is the best decision I ever made. Something you can learn from Stephanus uh, that when the house uh, is filled with his glory, you got to get involved. I'm done. I'm closing. But Isaiah chapter 6 and verse 3 4. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried. And then there's a comma. And there's another statement. And I'm going to tell you what it is here in just a second. But let me, let me just tell you. I, I'm only 30 years old. But I can remember a time. And most of you here can probably remember it. Some of y'all can't. But that's okay. Some, I can remember a time, Brother Ford, where when you went to a restaurant, you had a choice. Do you want to sit in the smoking section or the non-smoking section? Y'all remember that? Can I tell you what the Bible then said? That when the Holy Ghost came in, it says that the house was filled with smoke. You know what your problem is? You've been in the non-smoking section for way too long. And you don't smell like it. You don't look like you've been in there. Because I'm going to tell you about the smoking section. It'll, it'll mess your hair up a little bit. I'm, I'm going to tell you about it. it. It'll get you walking a little bit different. It, it'll get you to a place to where you don't know where you are. But you're happy. You know what you need to do when you come to church every Sunday morning and Sunday night and every Wednesday night? You need to say, Jesus, put me in the smoking section. I, I want to be where the smoke of the Holy Ghost is so thick. I, I, I want to be where we can't think straight and we can't talk straight. It's just everywhere. God, I'm addicted. I, I wish there'd be somebody right now that started making the kind of noise that a drunk would make uh, when they needed another drink. Uh, here I am. Uh, fill me up again. Uh, here I am. Now, come on, they're going to sing. I wish you'd make some noise and let the Lord know I need another try. Somebody give him praise. Come on, from your prison cell, from the place that you're in, give him praise until the house is shaken. Baptize me, Jesus, baptize me with the Holy Ghost. With the Holy Can you do all the power? I shall have power. Holy Ghost fire. Satan, so busy. Satan is I'm to turn me around. Why don't you turn me around? 
partner get them by the hand and say worship with me let's get in the Holy Ghost together let's get drunk together let the Holy Ghost move on us together Pentecost. They were all in one accord. 
praying, waiting on the promise of the Lord. When all of a sudden, the Holy Ghost came like a rushing mighty wind. It filled everybody and the whole house they were in. Baptize me, Jesus. When the Holy Ghost, when you do, I'll help now. The Holy Ghost, by Oh, 
to live right And I help you be clean children and all their children too there's something oh there's something about this holy ghost it'll make you like you have never been before in your entire life it'll make a brand new creature out of you therefore if any man be in christ jesus he is a new creature old things pass away behold all things become new he's a god that makes things brand new well i said he's a god that makes things brand new he he takes things that aren't and makes things that are well hallelujah 
pass them on. Baptize us, Jesus. Man, I tell you what this Holy Ghost will do for you. It'll cause you to start loving things that you once hate and start hating the things you once loved. The things you love in carnality, the Holy Ghost will cause you to start hating that stuff. Hallelujah. That's a good, that's a good evidence when you get the Holy Ghost. It's when you start hating the world and the things of the world and fall in love with church and the things of the church and everything's associated with the church. Amen. Fall in love, becoming addicted to it. I gotta have it when I get up in the morning time. It's gotta be the last thing on my mind at the night time. It's got better stir me up in the midnight hour with a vision and a dream. You having nightmares? That's not of God. Nightmares are the devil of the world. Dreams come from God. Dreams come from God. And he's a God that can fulfill those dreams. Man, I'm telling you what, God's working for us. Amen. Anybody excited about the Holy Ghost? These earthen vessels filled with that heavenly treasure. And it's a promise from God for all of us to pour His Spirit out upon all flesh. Everybody's a candidate. If you don't have it, you can. If you go in a place and they tell you you don't have to have it and you don't need it, you need to change places. That's like going to a car dealer telling them you don't ever change it, need to change all in your car. I'm going to find me another dealer. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Praise God. Man, you can't survive without this Holy Ghost. But if you let it, you let it lead and guide you, everything's going to be all right. I promise you, man, did he preach to us tonight. My, 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 my. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. My, my. Back here tomorrow night, 6.30 prayer time, 7 o'clock service time. We're going to come, amen, going to have the time of our lives Friday night. We're not going to be in no rush or nothing like that. Restaurants, amen, it's going to stay open for us right across the road over here. If you want to come, bring you some extra money. Amen. You can join with us in fellowship over there after service. And so we're going to have a great and marvelous time. We're going to feed the soul first. Hallelujah. Going to feed the spirit first. first. Then we're going to go over, amen, and feed the old flesh. And enjoy the fellowship in both places. Amen. Jesus, amen. He, he took time to fellowship with his disciples and with others. Amen. Eating fish and loaves. And you know what? He done it even after the resurrection. So we know it's all a part of it. And he wants us to enjoy it. And so, you know, that's another thing. We're kind of an addict of, amen. That's called eating. Especially ice cream, stuff like that. It's just, I mean, hey, you can't beat it, folks. I'm telling you right now. There's going to be 12 men or eight men in heaven. Glorified bodies are going to get to eat. My goodness. Love you tonight. Appreciate you again, all the guests. Let's give our guests another good hand tonight. Coming, be in the house of the Lord with us. Taking out time. Everybody's busy. So we understand and appreciate it. I promise you. From the depths of our heart, for you taking out time to come worship with us. Magnify the Lord with us. Thank you. If you don't have something to do tomorrow night, and you probably don't compared to church. <laughs> Can I say that? <laughs> no, yes, I understand some things happen. But if you can't, come be with us tomorrow night. Love you. Appreciate you. God bless you. You're dismissed the fear of the Lord. Let me make one announcement. We got the sign today for the church. It's at Bendale Hardware Saturday morning. We're going to gather up out here and put it up. Give me a few good men to come help me. Amen. By then, we hope to have it, but by Sunday. All right? All right. God bless you. Love and appreciate you.